0: Hi, I'm Kirsten Chick, author of Nutrition Brought to Life, and this podcast is a companion to the book. You can listen as you read Nutrition Brought to Life, or before as a kind of preview, or after you've finished the book as a refresher. Either way, I hope this helps you make some small changes that make a big difference in your life. Welcome back. I hope you found last week's Focus on Proteins useful. This week it's all about the lipids as we focus on Chapter 15, Oils, Structure and Light. Fats and oils are made up of varying mixtures of fatty acids. These fatty acids can be long, short, wiggly or straight and determine the properties of the oil you're using. So butter, for example, contains a range of fatty acids from short to long, very straight to very wiggly. But because most of them are straight, butter tends to be more solid at room temperature, and that's why we call it a fat rather than an oil. We use these fatty acids for all manner of things in the body. We tend to think of fats in terms of calories and the layers of fat that keep us warm. Incidentally, these layers also provide protection and help keep some of our organs in the right place what we don't often appreciate however is how much of your cells are made up of fatty acids in fact your cell walls as well as the wall surrounding the nucleus of each cell where your dna resides are largely made up of different kinds of fatty acids this is what stops you being a messy pool of liquid on the floor and also helps regulate some of the substances that go in and out of your cells Your nerve cells are coated in an additional layer called a myelin sheath, which is made of fatty acids. You also use specific types of long and wiggly fatty acid to make substances called eicosanoids. These are what ultimately trigger both inflammation and anti-inflammatory processes, and so how well you heal from injury and infection, as well as how you manage chronic disease, and so much more. So, fat-free diets are generally a terrible idea at this point people usually start asking me about good fats and bad fats to which my answer is there's no such thing there are different fats and oils that have different properties and all of them are useful in the right context and in appropriate amounts saturated fats such as those in animal products have been unfairly demonized Yes, there are studies pointing all sorts of fingers at them, but for the most part, the consumption of saturated fats in those studies is very high. Or they are laboratory studies where the fatty acids are injected or otherwise administered in fairly unnatural scenarios without seeing how things might be different if there were a variety of fatty acids provided at the same time, or some antioxidants or other kinds of nutrients we might usually eat at the same time in real life. What has also been emerging is that the so-called good fats, i.e. the unsaturated fatty acid-rich nut, seed and vegetable oils, also very much have their pitfalls. One of these pitfalls is due to how they're processed. Many of the fatty acids in sunflower oil, flax oil, hemp oil, olive oil and rapeseed oil are long and wiggly. These are your polyunsaturated fatty acids. Some of them, such as the oleic acid in olive oil, are monounsaturated, which means just one wiggle. The wiggles are wherever there is a gap in the hydrogen wall that surrounds the fatty acid structure. These wiggles enable these fatty acids to provide our cell membranes with some essential qualities, but are also a hole in their defence. And they can be damaged there fairly easily. This is why they can go rancid after lengthy exposure to the air. Actually if you heat them they go rancid much more quickly. In the process they become more inflammatory and produce more cancer forming compounds. So should we be using olive oil and other vegetable oils to cook with? Well first of all check that they're cold pressed as that means they're less likely to have been damaged while being processed. Secondly, olive oil and rapeseed oil are a bit more stable than the other oils as they're mostly made of fatty acids with just one wiggle, although they do contain other fatty acids that are more wiggly and therefore more exposed. Also, it turns out that antioxidants antioxidants can step in to protect these vulnerable wiggly bits. So cooking over a gentle heat together with antioxidant-rich garlic, herbs and spices is probably the best way to use these oils. Then for anything that requires prolonged and high heat, such as roasting potatoes, well perhaps that's why we traditionally use goose fat, duck fat, beef dripping and other saturated fats. If in doubt, have a look to see what we used to do. That doesn't mean that eating vast quantities of saturated fat is healthy, especially for those of us in central heated homes with relatively sedentary lifestyles. Equally, eating high amounts of unsaturated fat may not be helpful either, especially if you haven't got a balance of the different types, such as the various different kinds of omega-3s and 6s. It's hard to find a formula that's right for you as your needs will change from day to day depending on the weather, your stress levels, whether you're in your or sorry, where you are in your menstrual cycle. If you have one, what levels of inflammation you have in your body and whether you're healing from an injury, infection or illness. One thing I would stress is that unless you're eating regular oily fish, such as mackerel and salmon, you may not be getting enough of the omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHA. You can make these from some of the other omega-3s in nuts and seeds, but not very efficiently. And these are very important for calming inflammation, as well as brain health and more. So you may want to add in an EPA and DHA supplement. Traditionally, this would be fish oil, and the better quality ones will have been tested for heavy metals and other contaminants. But you can now also get vegan EPA and DHA supplements, sometimes balanced with a little GLA an omega-6 that you can easily convert to another anti-inflammatory fatty acid. As usual, there's another layer of detail in my book, Nutrition Brought to Life, but the general take-home message is don't be scared of fats and oils. Use cold-pressed oils and only heat them gently for a short time and together with antioxidant-rich herbs and spices. Consider small amounts of saturated fats for cooking make sure you have some EPA and DHA in your life with oily fish, fish or supplements, or vegan EPA and DHA. I hope that's clarified a few things for you. It's probably the simplest overview I can give of this whole topic right now. And it sets us up nicely for chapter 16, inflammation, chronic disease, and your immune system. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments, please pop them in the Facebook group. Enjoy your day.